good news for you. I got uh, more facts tonight. Oh, fun about facts. About Roland rights. About Roland rights. I once again did zero research, but I spent some time thinking about it. I didn't either. Let's <laughs> do the show. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 24 of Random Draw, a board game podcast. Thanks, guys, for listening. If you don't know, this is a blah podcast <laughs> about board games. I think the word was professional. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Daniel Mann. I'm here with Dave Hubbard. That's me. And Mark Belial. Hey-o. Welcome gentlemen to the show it's good to be here it's our 24th episode oh man it's a double 12-er <laughs> Wait, right. yeah. yeah he's yeah. not wrong but it's yeah. a weird way to put it yeah. favorite football score 24 it is mm-hmm. is it because you Mine, gamble on it a lot Mine's of versatility on two. Oh, nice safety love a safety love a safety <laughs> Dave, what's your favorite football score? When my team scores. Mm. So never. Dave, Ooh. Looks, Dave looks like a 63 man if I've ever seen one. Uh, he looks combined the high score. score. Yeah, he combined the high score. score. Yeah. I like college ball is what yeah. you're saying. <laughs> yeah. You, oh, you like, that was a sports that reference. That was very good, That was Dave. accurate. I'm very proud Pretty of you. Yeah. You know what? I'm proud of myself too. I like mm-hmm. Oregon from three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> See now you've lost me. Yeah. They scored a lot of points. Yeah, they scored. They beat every team sixty three to fifty six. Yeah, it was insane. Uh, so welcome to our sports podcast yeah. about sports stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I'm out. <laughs> so this week we're going to talk about three games like we do every week, and then we're going to go into our weekly roundtable chat about roll and write games. We had somebody email in and they didn't understand what we were saying. Mm-hmm. They thought we were saying rolling ro- right, rolling right. Like, like, I assume either you roll on the right side or, or like, hey, man, are you not doing well? Start yeah. rolling right. Start yeah, rolling you're right. not mm-hmm. rolling correctly. Yeah. You need to you roll need to, right. Mm-hmm. Rolling right. Yeah. Which is, I don't understand that. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I thought it was a funny email. So. We're going to clear it up. Yeah. yeah. Today's the day. See, this is what happens if you email us. We immediately go, yeah, sure. We'll talk about that. First, <laughs> we, I get over my shock. Yeah. Whoa. Someone emailed us. <laughs> Whoa, what's this? Whoa. <laughs> Never check this. And it wasn't just angry, all caps about it what we did the, wrong. <laughs> it wasn't the spam mail that I read anyway, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would like to get more hair a, in my head. This is a credit card offer? Well, I guess I'll read it. <laughs> the rates are what? <laughs> it's insane. It's crazy talk. <laughs> if only this podcast had a social, <laughs> we'd all also have a credit card. <laughs> So let's talk about our first game of the evening. Let's talk about Port Royal. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dan, what do you call a port in Amsterdam? <laughs> I hate this joke so I much. I do, too. It's been... Oh, go ahead, Mark. What? It's a I port, don't know, Mark. It's a Port Royal with cheese. Okay. So yeah. we've heard that... So Dave and I have heard that joke three times now. And oh. Mark also informed us he would be putting it on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And soon, I felt as like... Soon, as soon as I had it in a couple... You know, it was a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's going on the pod. Yeah, and I felt like in that moment I wanted to stop it. And I realized that I edit this so I could. You can't stop it. Yeah. But yeah. but I'm not gonna. No. Yeah. You've now heard it, so clearly I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the choice you've made, Dave. That's how the past and the future works. Yeah, I mm-hmm. just want everyone to suffer with me. That's me as a person. I warn people, and then what happens, happens. Like, yeah. I follow well, through. Well, you've been warned. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got this game when we went to PAX Unplugged this year. This is not normally a game I would purchase, but I got one of those like blind boxes, mm-hmm. and the money goes to charity. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm going to waste this money on something stupid anyway might as well get some board games and it was like 50 bucks for like a bunch of games it was 60 dollars and i 
got four games. So I got this, and the only other game I recall the title as is Yeah, yeah Diamonds. Diamonds. <laughs> so that's the only other title yeah. I remember. It's all here nor there because the money went to charity, yeah. so it's good. Stay tuned for Yeah, Diamonds, by the way. Yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah, someday. Diamonds. I keep looking at it, and I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, Diamonds does not look like a winner. Uh, <laughs> despite having the best title of all time. Well, it's, fun to say. Yeah, it's, it's fun to say. It's fun to say. I'll be sitting there at the table just be like, Yeah, Diamonds. <laughs> so... <laughs> so in Port Royal, you are playing some sort of person that works on the docks. I, I guess I, like mm-hmm. I didn't really feel the flavor well. I guess I'm a dock master who also can hire an army. Yeah, yeah. you're a dock master with a militia. Yeah, well, okay. you but can have a militia. You also go on quests. Well, no, no, you hire you people. Hire to people to go send on quests. On quests. Yes. All right, so you're like a dock master. Yes, you're a dock master. Yeah. That's what I've decided. So in Port Royal, you play a dock master. <laughs> <laughs> So this is definitely a push-your-luck game. There's a ton of different cards, a huge stack of uh, cards, and then there's five different colored ships, and each color of ship has ten different cards of that color. So you start flipping these cards over on your turn, and if you ever flip over two ships of the same color, your turn is immediately over unless you can fend those ships off. And that's Mm -hmm. where your militia comes in. That's when your militia comes in. If you end your turn before your turn is automatically ended, you get to take a certain amount of, of cards. So the ships all give you money, and the people all cost money. Mm-hmm. Just like because you the, hire them, because yeah. you hire them. One time cost, though. I guess once you've hired them, free. No one's working for it's free. It's a salary, Dave. <laughs> I've given you the salary for the rest of <laughs> for time. the rest of your life. That's right. Here is three coins. Yeah, you, you'll get hired for two gold. All of that's up front, and then after that, you're contractually bound to me. Yeah. So yes. I if, send you out to die on a mission. Okay, I've changed my mind. We're slave owners. <laughs> <laughs> we we run a but dock, you, but we buy slaves. I prefer. Sure. In Indentured servitude. <laughs> yeah, you'd prefer that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet you I bet would. You would prefer that. And then you get to twelve victory points. So when you buy a new card, normally it has some points on it. Then you get to twelve. The, Eventually, the table gets swept and it goes on to the next person. It just keeps going. A cool thing this game does is so if it's my turn and I'm picking cards after I took all the cards I can, everybody else at the table gets to pick one card. Yeah. If they can afford it. Mm-hmm. So then it goes around the table, does that. It's fine. The game is fine. Disagree. Yeah, Go on. The game is fine. <laughs> uh, but that's really the game. There's not a ton to it. It's no. pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of depth. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of depth. Who knows? But it not a lot of... I don't know. Can Push Your Luck have a lot of depth? I don't know. Uh, I guess Quacks yeah. of Quedlinburg is kind of... That's a Push Your Luck game. It's a Push Your Luck game. And it's like deeper than... Well, it's deeper than this, but... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Also, it's fun, so it's different. Ooh, <laughs> There's my know. spicy hot thing. Spicy. Dave's a spicy boy tonight. You got one taste of that triple jalapeno uh, salsa today. Oh, so you're... spicy. <laughs> no, oh, he's... man. Now it's coming back. Now he's on fire. Oh, man. So, uh, Port Royal. Uh, no, <laughs> I, have I mean... a lot the... to say about it. I have a lot to say about how I felt about playing it. Yeah. Yeah, but other than... the gameplay that's yeah you're basically just flipping up cards into a large tableau Mm -hmm. until you decide to stop and or you flip two ships of the same Mm -hmm. color and unless you have enough militia to fight off the ship you just flipped, mm-hmm. then your turn your is turn. just over yeah. and you you lose everything. Yeah. We should turn. say that what serves as currency is also the cards that you're flipping. That's actually yeah. a cool point. Yeah. I did like this mechanic. Yeah. So on the back of every card is a coin of just a picture of a coin. So when mm-hmm. you get a coin, you just take it off the top of the deck. So that is taking cards out of the deck. And you're never allowed to look at your coins. Mm-hmm. So you have no idea what's out of the deck. 
I, I don't know who's counting, like <laughs> who's no. doing the math on this <laughs> giant deck. Me. Like what savant? It's like 160 cards or yeah. some nonsense if, like if that. If you can keep track of these cards, you should be in like Atlantic City. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're doing life true. wrong. If you're at, at my house crushing me at Port Royal, <laughs> you're wasting your talents. Mark, tell me something about Port Royal. Well, Dan, I'm so glad you asked. Port yeah, get, Royal. Your show, get your show notes into use. Port Royal, published in 2014 by Pegasus okay. Spiel. Yeah, Pegasus Spiel. Pegasus Spiel who also released Spirit Island. Okay, great game. And Great Western Trail. Also a great game. Now, just as a, an aside here, I have found some important information about the board game industry that I would like to share with you, but I don't know at what point to do this. Share it now. <laughs> right now? Yeah. All right. Oh, Is well, it going to bring down our podcast? No, no. no. It's actually really interesting. It, you're actually going to find this super interesting. Well, we'll all be the judge of that. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, so they published uh, Great Western Trail and Spirit Island. And here's the deal that I just learned today. I was talking to Dave a little bit about this on the way up here. Mm-hmm. So the way board game publishers work mm-hmm. is each game has a main publisher, right? Mm-hmm. So if you go on to BGG and you look at, like, say, Great Western Trail, it's actually published primarily by Eagerspiel Games, mm-hmm. right? Depending on, like, what sort of distri- distribution channels that the company has, mm-hmm. they sublet the games to other publishing companies that publish them in different regions. Yeah. I had no idea any of that. Oh, yeah, I already knew this. Oh, well, this was news to me. Yeah, yeah this sorry, was news to both of us. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me so, to be more surprised by this? Yes. No, 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 no. I'm actually... <laughs> It's much better. Yeah, no, no I, I did know that. I already. had no idea. So, like, uh, whenever you should spend more time on BGG. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's the deal. Is like I've been exposed fully to BGG for the first time since I've started doing show notes. I for think games. the problem that you have is that when you are at your job, you are working mm-hmm. as opposed to being on BGG. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. possibility. <laughs> yeah. So I just learned that for the first time. And I had no idea. So, like, yeah, it's cheaper for them to do that. They are. They, they are apparently Pegasus Spiel are like the regional publishers for like Great Western. Trail and Spirit Island to like the US. Mm, I don't know no, what because region. their spiel mm-hmm. is seems German to me. Yeah, I was gonna say well, probably Brett like, spiel is board game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say because so. I hashtag that <laughs> <laughs> professional. Yeah. So okay, yeah, tell me more about. Well, it was designed. Was this the big news. This was the big news. This was really caught right, me off guard. Sorry, that's Go okay. On. We Cuddle. thought it was real riveting. Yeah. Well, in case any, anybody out there doesn't know, your favorite board game podcast <laughs> is brought to you by us. Is brought to you by, by Podbean. <laughs> yeah. So and that's it, and then that's where it ends. There's a very fair possibility that your favorite board games are published by multiple publishers which I thought was like super interesting mm. explains why there's like 12 publishers for every board game yeah I you never, gotta get it out there you gotta get it out there and they just work together as a team and you I'm don't sure want to just sell it to one bunch of yokels yeah and I'm sure there's like money that gets passed around but <laughs> yeah I'm not I sure. have no doubt that yeah, there's sure. money that is passed around <laughs> that it does tend to be <laughs> like, how the world works I the, the dream is one day like uh-huh. at PAX or Gen Con I'm gonna corner somebody and have them explain to me how I just, bet you just could ask yeah. You yeah. don't have to I, somehow assault corner somebody. I'm not going to forcibly corner them. but like No, it, it seems like you were going to. It seems like, like it was going to be some sort uh, yeah. of assault. I mean, there's might be a, like a bathroom ambush as they're washing their hands. <laughs> I don't like that. No, like midstream yeah. at the urinal. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, they're hey, in the buddy. corner urinal and Mark just arms wide open, touches each wall behind them. <laughs> Excuse me. You can you please now. explain to me how board game distribution works, sir? Yeah. Sir. Sir, I know I've caught you in a busy time in your life. <laughs> 
but I it need, seems I have, like this is your only time you have spare. But I have <laughs> listeners who have questions, and by <laughs> listeners, I definitely mean me. <laughs> yeah. So um, oh. anyway, Port Royal, designed by Alexander Pfister, who did um, Broom Service and Blackout Hong Kong. Oh, oh that like was Black the Hong hotness. Kong. That was the hotness. Yeah, over at um, Gen Con. Gen Con this year. Uh, Essen too. Mm-hmm. I never played it. I've never been Essen, but I no, will no, go I've one never day. played <laughs> Blackout Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah, same. Here. But I've also never been to Essen, so I guess yeah, it's all true. Yeah, we got to get a Patreon so we can go to Essen. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like <laughs> yeah, it seems like work. <laughs> seems like work. Uh, and the artwork was done by Clemens Franz, who did Agricola and Clans of Caledonia. I like the artwork; it's fine. Mm-hmm. And then all um, the ships look like ships. <laughs> uh, and then it was also uh, artwork with Atanas Lozanski from uh, who did the King of All Bards. The King of All Bards. The King sounds of like All Bards. A great game, but I don't know. No, now yeah. we need to look it up though. I know. I was the King interested. of All Bards. I saw the cover art; it looked pretty cool. So Dave, here's my issue. Dave, with would this you game. like to poo-poo on this I game? Love I love. I love it when Dan. Dave I've been waiting for this moment yeah. to poo-poo on this. Now game. is your chance. So I will caveat this by saying, push your luck. Games are not my favorite mm-hmm. yeah, uh, right. as far as genres go. So I will just caveat. What so I'm you're not biased at all. Got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I absolutely <laughs> am biased, and that it's a genre I don't love. But I love Quacks of Quinlanburg. Well, that game's great. And here's a game, Quacks of Quinlanburg, with a push your luck mechanic. We've talked about it in other episodes. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to assume you've listened to all of the episodes up till this point and I don't have to cover that game. Yep. Yeah. But one of the Good. things that game does well in a push your luck hand game in a bag is yeah, it's a hand in a bag game <laughs> is that if you fail the push your luck mechanic, yeah. you don't lose your turn. It's a mild penalty. And it is a penalty, but there are catch up mechanics and it's a mild penalty. You don't just lose everything. Where in this game, man, you just flip wrong and you just lose everything. And it mm-hmm. even happened in our game don't more than so once. Much. No, it happened in our game more than once where you flip three Three cards, two of them are things you can't buy, and then a ship that you can't really use because it's got one coin, and then your next ship you lose and you're out. You could have taken the one coin. <laughs> sure, and mm-hmm. stayed behind everyone else and lost the game. Like, well, I'm willing at some to push point, my luck. Yeah. You have to push your luck. <laughs> I love push my luck. You yeah. have to push your luck to a point or you're just going to lose, but if the luck doesn't go your way, I just hate losing a turn as a mechanic. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I have always hated that in all board games. Losing a turn is a terrible mechanic. I don't, in this case, I don't care as much. Because it's there has to be some sort of punishment for pushing your luck games. Mm-hmm. I wish the punishment was just like loses a coin. Quit lose coddling two coins these or players. <laughs> <laughs> so that is one of my issues but, with but this game. if you don't have any coins then there's no reason like to not push, to your, not luck. push your luck exactly but now it's a catch-up mechanic no you don't need to catch up because this game never ends oh that, <laughs> and that is that is complaint number two this game is way too long that is also Just my complaint way yeah. too long. Yeah. last i think, forever i think at one point Man. we looked at each other and we were like oh wow this game has been going on Dude, for a while I, I didn't mildly care who won that game i was just flipping so many cards just like i don't care just end so maybe mm-hmm. if i flip enough things one of them can buy something to end this game like i'll, I'll flip <laughs> enough cards that the game will run out of cards and the game will quit mm-hmm. yeah yeah the game is way too long oh, for what it is drastically too yeah. long because you played at 12 and i think around uh seven points we were like oh my god it definitely speeds up towards the going? end it definitely speeds up yes it, it, it seems like the first little bit is all about like how quickly can you get like to critical mass so that you can do stuff on yeah other you you definitely want to get as many swords to fend off ships as you can that's mm-hmm. like apparently the strategy so it is yeah. a strategy but it's the problem is the if, only strategy if you constantly flip things that means you get absolutely nothing then you're not getting 
getting enough coins to buy the people yeah. to fend off the ships. I think that's like one which of is your, a cycle. I think that's one like one always one of your main concerns about rolling or not rolling rights, but um, how dare you? Oh, no, I'm sorry, <laughs> that's not time for that. <laughs> I think that's always one of your main concerns about like push your luck games, though, because I've heard you voice that similar mm-hmm. complaint with a lot of games. <laughs> yeah, the thing you're complaining about is pushing your luck. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. No, it's it is a push your luck mechanic that takes away your turn and has no catch up mechanic. I guess those two things put together can just easily put one player way behind and then you watch other players be able to do things as mm-hmm. you just sit there well i know i, I busted several times mm-hmm. like and i fell behind but like I, f- I feel like one of the reasons why i was able to catch up is because of the length of the game which is also like one of its biggest weaknesses yeah. <laughs> it's way too long yeah for what i it don't is. want you to have enough time to catch up just because i don't want to play that game for that long yeah yeah, yeah. on that the game, box it even says like 20 to 60 minutes like yeah, which is a, a pretty big spread real yeah. big spread mm-hmm. and we were only playing with four it's not like we had a ton of people yeah i I don't know. It's fine. I think the game's fine. Mm-hmm. If we shortened it, I think I would like it. I like it, Push Your Luck game. Oh, yeah, me game, too. If that game was half as long and a little simpler, I, maybe I wouldn't care. No, I don't but, want it oh. any simpler. I thought it was pretty simple, and I, I but I did yeah. appreciate that there was like enough ways to like sort of get victory points. Like, yeah, like you could trade in. Like one of the things we didn't talk about was like trading in people that you could hire from port. You're like not trading in. First off, you're not trading in people. Yeah, you're sending, you them, sending them on a quest. Them on a quest. <laughs> no, you trade them in. <laughs> So you trade like a selection of people like, you know, you could send two priests and a militiaman. Uh, I'm assuming to go out and like evangelize to the local people. And then like you get like a victory point, like six points of victory yeah. points. It's mm-hmm. so, like there's a couple different ways that you can go about getting victory points other than just buying stuff from the market. Yeah. Anyway, let's yeah. rank Port Royal. Port, Port, Port Royal. Royal. Let's rank Port Royal Royals on a one to ten list. But we can't use the number seven because number seven is a cop out. So, Dave, out of how many lucks pushed? Would you give this game, but you can't use seven lux? I was pushed. not about to use seven. It's no. not an issue for no, me. Not going to get uh, there? This game, to me, gets the same score that uh, Sushi Roll got three. Ooh. I, so even when it comes to the realm of push your luck games, which, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of that realm in general, mm-hmm. I rank Quacks of Quinlanburg quite high. Yeah, you liked, that is a push your luck game. Yeah, you like the, the, the Ducks of Quedlinburg. The genre can be done Orcs. well, Orcs. and this is the genre done very poorly. Hmm, interesting. That is my hot take about uh, this about this awful game mark <laughs> i don't think mark and i are gonna feel the same way no, about no. Uh, mark how many lux pushed would you give this game out of 10 i'm pushing back seven? i'm pushing back against your scale and i'm going with royales with cheese fine <laughs> I hate that's, it. I hate yeah. it. I don't know. You I know can't. what? Maybe that's why I hated this game. <laughs> I got you started off on a bad pun you didn't understand. <laughs> it's weird that Dave's getting mad at this pun. <laughs> I know. I would, I would assume anybody uh, would get on board would be Dave. All right. Uh, I'm going to give this game... Hmm. Now that it's on a different scale. Mm-hmm, uh, obviously. Yeah, now that it's on a different scale. Yeah, that's just cheating. You know, I feel like this game uh, is a five... Uh, Royales with cheese out of 10. Okay. Yeah. I liked it uh, significantly more than Dave. The biggest downfall is um, the length of time that it takes to play. It's way too long. Yeah. If it were shorter, I'd say I'm going six. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I thought of, there was going to be more. End of thought. Nope. <laughs> Just, it's a statement. Like, not no, like yeah. a story. I, I mean, other than that, like, there's a lot to like about the game. It's very simple. I mean, Kira was playing it with us, yep. which is always the mark of a, like, a really good approachable game. Yeah. Until she got bored. Which, yeah. Hey, I get yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Also, let's know that so yes, dan's yes. daughter kira was playing this game with us she got to a point where she was trying to do things just to give other people coins yeah on her turn because she wanted it to end and then dan is like do you just not want to play anymore and she goes yeah 
scoops up all of her cards, pushes them in the center, and mm. goes to color. Uh, yeah. So the yeah. thing is that we have to do this with her now because she, instead of saying like she's bored with mm-hmm. something or she doesn't want to do something anymore, she'll just like get frustrated mm-hmm. and, and do stuff to, like that. Try so, to make someone else win. Yeah, not always try to make someone else win, but like she does it talking on the phone a lot to my sister. Like they do voice chat, mm-hmm. and she just gets like salty with her. <laughs> Where it's like, are you, if you're done talking, like say you're done talking. Yeah. So that's what she happened in this game. I knew. I, I mean, listen, I was getting bored by the end. Yeah. I, I was starting to do things hoping one of them would yeah. win. Yeah. I, could, I don't was, blame her. It was very case. funny. You were like, are you bored? And she was like, yeah. You could stop. I was like, me too, mm. Kira. Me too. Um, yeah. I will give this pushed royales and cheeses, <laughs> but not seven. I will give it a five also. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine. I If it was shorter, it would have gotten a much higher score. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the game. I like push your luck games. This one was just way too long. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so for even you to say I like push your luck games and give it a five. Yeah, I mean it's just too long. I liked most things about this game other than it just never ended. I like mm-hmm. the art. I like the art. The art. Definitely you could tell what you were getting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were ships and, I, and there were different colors. And I love the thing about the coins on back. Yeah, that's like super that was smart. a cool thing. Because I read the rule book a bunch of times before looking at the cards and I was like, Where are these coins? Because it comes in a really small box. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying, like, oh, this person gets coins. Where are these coins at? Like, did I not get coins? Did I get the cheap version? No, I just didn't open the box and look. <laughs> You gotta open that pack of cards. Nah. <laughs> Boring. Mm. That's Port Royale with cheese. With cheese from <laughs> Pegasus, yeah, Pe- Spiel. Pegasus Spiel. So the next game we played is a game called Tuki. 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 And there's a story that happened about this game that happened on the play before I showed up. Yeah, Mark, why don't and you I tell us about hear, this I game? Okay. Tuki is a light dexterity, but mostly a puzzle a, game. Yeah, it's more puzzle than dexterity. Uh, basically, you have four blocks, and what you're trying to do is you're trying to arrange these blocks in a manner that matches uh, a card that you draw from a, a stack of cards. But um, all of you are trying to build the same puzzle. All of you mm-hmm. are trying to build the same puzzle, and the person who gets it last gets the card. Person first Cards person are bad. Cards yeah. are bad. Yeah, you want to have fewer cards. It's like the golf of puzzle games. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. All said with an eye roll. Uh, <laughs> that, that was the biggest eye roll I've given yeah. something in a while. Um, yeah, you know it's bad when even you're eye rolling your own analogy. Yeah, uh, it's uh, a golf, uh, golf board. Yeah. Um, so I'm explaining the game, mm-hmm. and the first couple of rounds, I'm just crushing. He is. He's doing great. And just, I was like, wow, Mark's awesome at this yeah. game. I missed this whole section you of did. Mark. Just smashing poor Dan and Kira. And then Kira, mm-hmm. I think we were playing like a regular thing and she had this real moment where she was trying to work out the puzzle she couldn't figure it the couldn't prob- figure it out i knew this was going to be a problem because this is an abstract thinking game yeah and yes. younger kids have really Absolutely. big problems with mm-hmm. abstract thinking yeah and so i know she liked building the shapes but just looking at these shapes so you have those four cubes and you have like five white cubes of anomalous shapes yeah, yeah. quote unquote Objects. snow yes yeah, no so you have to use these cubes to hold up the other cubes so and it's, cubes is the wrong word it's not here. cubes it's like so, tetraminos yeah. it's <laughs> it's the long tetramino. Yep. L blocks. L- all the way down. Yeah. So it's. No, no, no. no. So they are, they yeah. are long strips in four different colors. Yeah. Yep. And then you have a bunch of odd shaped pieces that are all sort of an off gray. Mm-hmm. And you're using There's these no. off gray pieces yeah. to prop up these four Those different pieces colors. Those are white, Dave. Yes, are they? they? Are. They yeah. are. Maybe it's the lighting you in said, your house. When you said off gray, <laughs> yeah, it's like, we really both, means Mark white. and I both looked at each other because like, they represent <laughs> snow. Uh-huh. Maybe it's my eyes, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's your peepers. What color is this piece of paper? I don't know, but you're off gray. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so that's what they look like. Please, if you don't subscribe yeah. to our uh, Instagram or, or Facebook, Facebook page, like this 
is one of those games that's harder to describe mm-hmm. if you have not seen the pictures. Yeah, just go there, and there's a bunch of pictures of them on there. But yeah, you can so, see a picture of my face. Yeah, oh, that's just true. From, from, the, from the nose up, <laughs> you really Wilsoned it. Yeah. Oh, like home that. improvement yeah. joke. Well, yeah. Home improvement joke. Howdy ho, neighbor. But anyway, I so I knew she was going to have a problem with this game because it's it's just an abstract game. It's not mm-hmm. a game where you can just uh, freely build whatever you want. Like she really likes oh, junk art. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you can build whatever you want as long yeah. as you're accomplishing the goal. So mm-hmm. this is very structured. So I knew it was going to be a problem. But if she wants to try new things, I'm not ever going to stop her. Yes. But I saw it happening. Like she's my daughter. I know the reactions, but I see it in her face that she is about to cry. Mm-hmm. So I try to like head it off of the pass, but it was too late. It was like much I, too late. I, I had said, noticed too late. <laughs> you said, are you okay? And yeah. then she immediately started crying. Yeah, she like oh, shook her head and then the tears just started coming down. <laughs> she pushed her blocks over and I asked her what's wrong. She said, I'm so terrible at this game. <laughs> and I let her know that that is fine. Mm-hmm. Like it is okay yeah. to be bad at things. And- Look at your father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> many years being bad at very many, many things. Many, many things. <laughs> so uh, once she calmed down, she went back and she was just building things with the block. She wasn't playing the game, but she mm-hmm. was. And she's so she's seven. She'll be eight soon. Uh, so after that, this had almost no effect on me. Yeah. Just because I am used to this reaction. Like I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Mark is not used to this no, reaction. No, I'm not used to being an indirect reason why children cry. <laughs> this is the best part too. In no way was this Mark's fault, but I definitely made him feel like it was. <laughs> yes. Like I knew it wasn't his fault, but I was going to hint at like maybe he had a hand in this. You didn't have to hint at anything. I fully <laughs> yeah. believed it. Well, because I walked in moments after this happened and the one of the first things dan says to me is this is tukey uh also mark just made kira cry (laughs) this is what i walked into and this is my favorite thing Mm -hmm. about kira she's super resilient so after she cries she will make jokes about her getting frustrated Mm -hmm. and crying so she does that in this game like Mm -hmm. And later in the day, too, we were doing something and somebody was crying. She's like, what? They couldn't understand the game. (laughs) Excellent work. Yeah, Yeah. excellent work. So anyway, so now we're playing this game, Dave, Mark and I, Mm -hmm. and Mark cannot put a puzzle together to save (laughs) his life. And I weirdly weirdly picked this game up fast. I liked this game. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I was finishing first, which gets you nothing. If Mm -hmm. you finish first, Mm -hmm. you just didn't get the card. And I one time didn't finish last. Like Mm -hmm. I could not wrap my head around some puzzle. So I got the card. Dave didn't get any cards, so oh, yeah, he ended I up zero. winning. Mm-hmm. But I it, got every single card. Yeah, Mark I was, was just, so rattled by having like <laughs> made Kira cry, <laughs> fall into pieces. Now I know how to crush oh, Mark at every yes. game. <laughs> Kira, Kira, come, yeah. come here for a minute. Come cry. I was so rattled. Like I was like, oh my god, I can't believe Kira cried. And like I just, it was. It's never a thing you should ever set out to do. Oh man, I actually really, really like this game too. Th- there's a huge stack of cards, mm-hmm. and then you roll this dice, and it gives you an animal. And mm-hmm. you flip a card, and on each side of this four-sided card mm-hmm. is an animal. So you just turn it to that side. So each card can be played four different ways. Yep. Each animal has a dot on it. There are certain rules where, like, if, if you roll the animal with the dot, you can't build the pieces on the table. You have to, like, stack it on the, quote-unquote, snow pieces. Yeah. And on these... the off-gray snow pieces. <laughs> <laughs> well, and these snow pieces are are ridiculous shapes, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, there's two L pieces, like uh, Tetris. One's smaller and one's bigger. And, and then, then the rest of them are just <laughs> non- that's mm-hmm. complete lunacy. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't matter how you use them. Like yeah. there's not this is my favorite thing about it. 
we would finish the puzzle oftentimes. And then I'd look around and see that all three of us solved it in a different way. Yeah, that and was very cool. So there's not one solution to this puzzle that you have to find. Right. It is figure out how to make this thing. Also, there is a minimum of three ways to do this because <laughs> yes. we're playing it together. Yes. Well, and doing it's it funny because I was there was the one puzzle I just couldn't get. I like I for some reason I was like, maybe this one can't be accomplished. I'm like, well, why would it be <laughs> this, in the game? This like, shall be the unsolvable. <laughs> obviously, if I can't get it, it's unsolvable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like, and I look up and Mark's done. I'm like, okay, well, it might be solvable. <laughs> like, but it's yeah. a super interesting game. I really, I actually really, really liked mm-hmm. it. So when it clicks, it is a very satisfying feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, because you'll stare at this thing and and try to arrange your pieces uh, without them falling over. But like, it's it's not like a lot of dexterity games where the pieces are designed you're to not, fall over yeah, easily. Yeah, you're not mm-hmm. balancing anything. No. You're trying to get everything supported. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say every solution has a very stable Prob- end. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I, Dan and I were doing some rickety <laughs> things. I was, yeah, we were using like counterweights to yeah, keep yeah, yeah. things up. But hey, that's no other rules. Did it can't stay? Counterweight. Mm-hmm. Didn't say anything about counterweights. Do it. Go for it. Yeah, there was some real janky looking puzzle solving on this side of the table. Don't breathe on it too hard. I would put a brick on top to hold the bricks, and then I would slowly take my hands away. (laughs) Like, does this count? Does this one count? And it's supposed to be more of a puzzle instead of a dexterity. We just turned it into a dexterity. I like dexterity (laughs) games more than puzzle games. Yeah. But yeah, that game was, uh, I had a lot of fun playing that game. Yeah. And when it it finally clicks and you get the puzzle, it is always a satisfying feeling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got that feeling every single puzzle because I was never last. And that's the other thing I like about this game. You don't have to be first. Just don't be last. Don't be yeah, last. Just don't be Mark. Yeah. Like, that's all you have to do just in my experience. Don't care about making children cry. <laughs> just yeah. Don't be last. It, was, it, it didn't was, affect me. I picked <laughs> I picked that game up at PAX yeah. for like $20. Such a good price. Oh, yeah. yeah. Such a good price. Mm. It's just a really good game. I didn't know what to think of it because I, when you first get it out, of course, you think, oh, this is a dexterity game, which mm-hmm. I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I which sat I, down and immediately said that. Oh, a dexterity yeah. game. But once you start playing, you're like, oh, this has very oh, this little is to do way dexterity. Way less dexterity. Because I, I, initially assumed it was a dexterity yeah. game too well and after we played that game which we talked about a couple episodes ago at pax that was the abstract oh, thinking yeah. puzzle solving game mm-hmm. that we were way too dumb to play yeah yeah i went into this thinking oh no Oh, <laughs> me too. Oh, once no. i realized there was a puzzle game and in the beginning before you got there mark was housing me at it so was i'm like he? yeah i'm like oh my gosh i'm gonna i'm clearly terrible yeah. at this game i was like, doing I can't good till kira out. cried yeah <laughs> then i did good maybe Aww. i get power from her tears yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> unfortunate for her yeah tears of unfathomable sadness sustain you yeah they they make me stronger oh, they not man. only yep. sustain me they make me so much stronger <laughs> Uh, Mark, do you have any information about this game? I do, I do. Tookie was uh, published in 2019 by Next oh. Move Games. Next Move? Mm-hmm. Next Move Games. It's a cool name. Yeah, pretty good. They published Azul and Reef, oh. which explains... You know what? This all makes sense yeah. now. Great game. Like, yeah. abstract uh, yeah. games. Abstract, very simple. Like, I'm telling you, Next Move is like the king of the four-page rule book. Azul is very simple unless uh, you're playing against Amber when she has some <laughs> sort oh, of I, high strategy. I would say it's simple then. You just lose. Yeah, yeah. it's oh, yeah. very simple to I'm lose. I'm still playing a simple game. It's just not good. <laughs> it was designed by Gresgors uh, Rechtman. Yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also I like that name. Gresgors. In doing this every week now with uh, Mark always reading all of the names of these designers and artists and all that, it has reinforced in me how boring American names are. Yeah. I think they're just boring to us because we live with them. Yeah, these you know people what that are, could be? These people yeah. are probably like, ugh, what a boring name. Like. <laughs> 
You know what? That could be. I don't know. I don't know the answer to this question. Yeah. I have three cousins named Gresgors. <laughs> oh, another Gresgors in the family. <laughs> uh, that could be a good point. But in my daily life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he designed Ubongo, which yeah, I'd awful. never heard of. And, uh, <laughs> I love Ubongo. the name of it. <laughs> Ibongo. And uh, Batavia, <laughs> which, again, never heard of that game either. Oh, I like it. Uh, I like art? them all. They're all crazy named games. Mm-hmm. And the art- I'm not crazy. They probably mean something. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because if you just look at Tookie, you're like, nah, it doesn't mean anything. But it turns out it's, <laughs> I never thought it's that. an Inuit name. I thought uh, it meant something. I just didn't know. Yeah, no. I assumed it was some sort of South American, but that could have been the art style on the box mm-hmm. and the uh, font style as much as anything else. Yeah. Um, and then the art was done by Chris Quillums, who uh, did the art for Pandemic Legacy Seasons 1 and 2. I don't understand. What art are we talking here? I think just the blocks <laughs> and the, uh, the art on the cards. Uh, maybe sure. the art on the um On the box. dice? No, on because the, box. the Because the stupid uh, bird on the dice looks like like an octopus i assumed it was an <laughs> owl and then kira thought it was an octopus and then yeah it doesn't yeah. look like so and then if, she cried and then it was so like, if cried. this guy's doing that art mm-hmm. i don't know it was the box art the box art looks pretty neat yeah. yeah it doesn't have anything to do with the game but it looks cool there was snow there was snow <laughs> sure off, off gray, gray snow, snow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like inner city snow <laughs> Just, Why is it so great? Uh, well, pollution. Exhaust. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then he also did the artwork for Azul as well. Oh, well, that's good artwork. Yeah, talk that trash So many colors. Now. Yeah, well, <laughs> way to let me go on and on about how terrible <laughs> no, no, it is. No, 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 that's the deal. I always let you guys have the rope to hang yourselves with. <laughs> that's all I wanted. That's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> let's do how many, oh, what do you want to do, off-gray snow? Yeah, let's do off-gray snow. How, how much how many off, off-gray snowflakes? <laughs> how many off-gray snowflakes would you give Tuki out of 10 but not using 7, Mark? Oh, give me Ocho. Ocho. Oh. Ocho mm. off gray. Mm. Ocho yeah. off gray snow. Yeah. I like so this game snow. quite a bit. A lot of the pleasure, like Dave kind of talked about, comes from solving the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Personally speaking, I like to try to solve the puzzle even after it's very clear that I'm going to be the last one working on it. Which yeah, was it's often. fun. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, in my experience, is most <laughs> yeah. of the time. It's a lot of the time. Uh, and it was uh, very enjoyable. It's very quick paced. Like, it doesn't overstay its welcome. I mean, you play to five cards, and whoever has the least cards after someone fast. gets their fifth card, that's who wins the game. It was fast, especially after playing Port Royal. (laughs) Yeah, that (laughs) lasted forever. Yeah, and then there's like a harder version of the game too, where you add an additional block, colored block, colored block. So we played the advanced version. We played the advanced version. Oh, I was thinking we played the easy version. No, no, no. We sat down. We are that good. Well, Mm -hmm. you and I. Yeah, yeah. I'm trash. I don't know what this we thing is. He was shook. I wonder what Mark (laughs) could do if I cried. Uh, Nothing. Uh, Nothing. Yeah, you're not a child or a small puppy. Yeah. (laughs) What does he care about your feelings? How do you know that? I'd reach over, Dave, and I'd wipe away a tear like this with my thumb, and Mm -hmm. then I'd put that thumb right in the mouth. I'd want to taste your mouth. Yeah, that's that's weird. Not Dave's mouth. Now I'm uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You would be. Yeah. (laughs) Then you'd be bad at the game. Mm -hmm. Backfire. Me, I'd be safer than sweet. Sweet Hubbard tears. Well, so if salty. I if I had to get away from that conversation and go into a score, <laughs> out of ten off gray snowflakes, not using seven out of for Tuki, 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 Tuki. What's I don't the, know. There's the an outlet over mm. the U. Do hold on, let's find out. I'm gonna give it eight while Mark figures out how to say the name. Yeah, of this game. I I'm gonna not hot take this game at all and also give it an eight. It's good. Yeah, it's good. So one of the things I liked about it was not even necessarily the game itself was that short. It's that each puzzle was pretty short. Yeah. So you got the feeling like that that fun rush of I solved this puzzle. You got that feeling a lot because you got to play a lot of different puzzles pretty quickly. That like aha moment when mm-hmm. you solve the game is. It's just like so good. And it's so satisfying and it's so quick to happen. And yeah. I mean, unless Sometimes. you're Mark, it, yeah. it's very quick. for some people. <laughs> 
it's quick to have it. Hmm. But yeah, that game is that game is good. It's just yeah. good. Okay, so here's the deal. Okay. Tookie <laughs> is an Inuit word, right? <laughs> yeah. But the umlaut, the pronunciation I found was German, so it makes the e sound tiki. What e? The tuki, the u with the umlaut makes that an e. It makes it makes the sound e, and then purse your lips as if you are whistling. I don't understand. Tiki. You know, it's not often that I wish we had video. Watching these weird duck faces trying to say tuki doesn't make any sense. No. Tuki. Good game. Tuki. Good game. Yeah. Port Royal? Fine. Trash. Uh, Let's talk about our last game for the evening, Runebound. This is the third edition from Fantasy Flight Games, Mark. Yeah, good boy. Gotcha. Good boy. (laughs) I don't even, I'm not even going to read that next time. So, so, uh, in Runebound, this is a adventure game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you play a character and you are going on a quest to destroy some sort of bad guy. Whether it be a dragon, in our case it was hordes of locusts. Which I thought were literal locusts, but Mm. turns out were metal metaphorical locusts they weren't locusts at all they were uthari or something yeah, yeah they're like of that. the locust clan so in room bound each person takes a character and you go on this quest it's very sandboxy there's a ton of stuff to do this game has an awesome mechanic for combat instead of using dice it uses these tile not tiles token tokens, tokens. Yeah. so they're just two-sided tokens mm-hmm. and each character <laughs> you... is a token. it's a two-sided <laughs> dice it's a two-sided <laughs> dice yeah your options are one or two we like to call so, that a coin in the biz. <laughs> so each side of this token has different symbols. So it could be attack, it could be shield, could be magic, could be tons of different stuff. And as you upgrade your character, you get new armor or weapons. You get to add new tokens to your supply. Mm-hmm. When you fight the other characters, you shake up your tokens, you cast them, and then you and your opponent take turns using your tokens. And it's super unique. I, I've never seen it in anything yeah, else. I really enjoy it a lot. I, I really, yeah. really like it. And some of the tokens will let you flip over other tokens. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to flip over one of yours to the other side or you can make your opponent recast one so you can't just straight flip an opponent but you can make them like flick it like a coin up in the air and see what Mm -hmm. it comes down on and it's a really odd different mechanic that takes a little bit of getting used to but as soon as you are it's actually pretty intuitive and it's a whole lot of fun yeah totally I really just like that it was something different than just roll some dice or something along those Mm -hmm. lines Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting too because each enemy that you fight has a pre-made placard of like actions that are going to take place so it really takes the strategic thinking away from the person who's like casting the tokens for the other person yeah and each each of them we should say so we played this as a co-op um so the co-op version is actually an expansion but we have played this a couple of times Mm -hmm. as competitive so if you're playing competitive then the same idea you have to kill a dragon you have to defeat some big boss but it's just first person to get powerful enough and then take the risk to run over and defeat the boss wins. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you play it cooperative, then you're all on the same team trying to defeat the boss, uh, which is still shockingly difficult. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's yeah. the hardest game we played since the captain is dead. This should be noted. So we played Roombound 3rd Edition, which you can get for like 28 bucks, mm-hmm. which is a good deal. Unbreakable Bonds is not in print, so it is like hundreds of dollars. Oh my and gosh. that's the expansion. There's not a ton in the expansion other than the rules to make it co-op and some extra characters and a few different rules. Mm -hmm. So we played it co-op. We did the Unbreakable Bonds. But if you're looking for just to play the game itself, Runebound's still a great game. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. Yeah, there's not a lot of interaction between the players. Certain characters 
characters allow you to do some combat between the characters. Yeah, the dwarf. Mm-hmm. Right. But most things is you're just trying to accomplish all your missions and basically go on your very own adventure. Yeah, mm-hmm. you basically play a sandbox adventure as you try to gain some uh, skills as well as enough money to get some better um, weapons and armor and upgrades and stuff. A lot of the weapons and upgrades that you'll buy will give you another token. So Which when you're awesome. casting your tokens, yeah. then you basically have an extra action, if you will, or an mm-hmm. extra thing that you can do in combat. Mm-hmm. And then they'll also bump your stats a little bit usually. So it, if you play the regular version where you're all against each other, which once again, I love that version. Still great. It yeah. is a sandbox game until you think that you're ready to go fight the boss. Like that is yes. what that game is. Yeah. Yes. And, and sorry. Good, no, what comes in the base set is like a dragon and then like a multiple army boss. Mm-hmm. So the dragon, you just go fight the dragon and he's super hard. And then the multiple army boss, you have to go around and fight these different armies. Well, mm-hmm. so I was going to say one of the things that I actually like about playing competitive better than playing co-op is that if you're playing competitive, then anytime a player is fighting any monster, one of you is playing the monster, but you have a vested interest in them losing. You you want them to lose. So you are actively playing this monster. So it's Mm -hmm. a lot of fun because even off turn, you'll often get to go into combat with another player where you're playing a monster and you're really thinking through this monster about how to best defeat the opponent. Yeah, with the co-op, with Unbreakable Bonds, um, they they give you these Mm -hmm. placards that tell you exactly exactly what the enemy needs to do and it's pretty streamlined like yeah it's not good it's for nice. you yeah. no but there they're, are they're all very bad <laughs> it's all bad for you <laughs> at but, least they're easy to read oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were many times though playing our co-op that i looked at the monster and what it was doing following the list on the placard and i went i could do better than that like yeah, that what, is not the best thing that that monster could do with that role it has to follow a certain path and mm-hmm. the upside for the player is they could see that path so yeah, they know yeah. what's going to happen mm-hmm. if you're playing against me i could do something off turn that you don't expect oh, and, Absolutely. And, and I'm going to because I want I'm, you to lose. Yeah, because yeah. I, wa- I desperately want you to lose this Nothing fight. Nothing would make me happier than <laughs> watching you. Yeah. Die an ignominious oh, death. That'd be so great. <laughs> Just laugh and laugh oh, and love laugh. So you this, get a coin. <laughs> so this game does a couple of other things that I really like um, when it comes to penalties. So mm-hmm. like, let's say you die. Death penalty, not that big of a deal. You just kind of have to roll some dice, get some health back, and then you're wounded, go back to a town or whatever and try to heal. Or let's say that you get, uh, what is it called? Waylaid? It has a term. Delayed. 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 <laughs> waylaid. <laughs> I let's like say the... you get waylaid yeah, yeah. and then shanghai <laughs> <laughs> and now you're in a different game. Yeah, yeah, now yeah, you're yeah. being sold to a now dock in... master in Port yeah, Royal. Port Royal. Yep. <laughs> and then you end up in Alaska and you're just building things on snow. Yep, the dock master has traded uh, you for victory points. I'd but, play that game. Yep. So <laughs> you get three actions on your turn. So even if you become <laughs> waylaid, if you become delayed, <laughs> It's just one action. Like, you you don't lose your turn. Yeah. You can still do two more things on your mm-hmm. turn. So I, I think it's a very well-designed game. It's a ton of fun. There's a ton of stuff to do. If you've ever played a sandbox game, that is what this is. Yeah, By sandbox, th- we basically mean there are many, many paths to victory. There's not one choice. You have a lot of options. Go where you want. Do what you want. See yep, what right. happens. Subscribe, because we'll be talking about sandbox eventually. It's on the list of to-do's. It's on the list. Mm-hmm. This game, like you said, does a lot of things really, really mm-hmm. well. Some sandbox games, it could feel like, okay, this whole turn I have to do nothing but move yeah. or do something. Mm-hmm. This gives you so many options to do stuff throughout the board.
board. It can take a while to get across the board. Ooh, yeah, so does. if you're doing a quest and the quest is sending you across the, the map, it might take a little bit. But there's also things you can do on the way. You could stop yeah. at cities. You could mm-hmm. shop. You could whatever. There's you other, could do other quests. Other quests. Yeah. So it just gives you a lot to do, and I really like it. There's a ton of small expansions out for this that add more characters or more bad guys, and mm-hmm. I have some of those. Mm-hmm. And they're all really, really good. I, I just really enjoy this game. I like sandbox games oh, a lot. Yeah. All of us do. I will say one other thing I like about this game as opposed to other sandbox games, it has a timer. Even when you're playing competitive, you can all lose. Yes. yes. So for the dragon, for example. So the timer goes all the way down to the bottom, and then all the enemies get stronger, and then it moves its way back to the top. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're fighting the dragon, he starts marching towards the main city. Well, if he ever gets there, everybody loses. Yeah, because yeah. So destroyed. at this point, you like you need people to start fighting them. And if you're mm-hmm. not fighting the the dragon, you're not going to win the game. Yeah. So everybody's kind of just throwing themselves at this dragon turn after turn. And it's like, <laughs> all right, horribly. you lost. I have to go to town and rest. And then my next turn, I can go fight the dragon again. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's funny because the first half of that game, you're just trying to power up. Like, yeah. I need to power up. I need to power up. And then now I need to fight that dragon. And it just always ends bad. Yeah. But you I, could always take the risk and fight the dragon early. You're yeah. less powered up. But he also is one token down. He gets right. a more powerful mm-hmm. token halfway through mm-hmm. the game. I feel like two things that this game does really intelligently uh the first is movement i mm-hmm. thought movement in the game is like super interesting it's the only dice rolling in the game yeah mm-hmm. weirdly yeah, you, enough it is the only dice yeah. rolling you do you roll dice and like however many like terrain symbols that you match where you're trying to go or what you're standing on that's how far you move yeah yeah you roll a certain number of dice and you can actually upgrade that as well mm-hmm. you, you get a horse mm-hmm. base is three and then you can yeah. roll four or five yeah. dice they're all d6 but the six sides are terrain not numbers yeah, yeah it's like a sticker on each side mm-hmm. the other thing that i thought the game did really well was scarcity there's not a lot of money to go around in this. Yeah, game. You not a lot of money. There's broke. not a lot yeah, of items. You're, you're yeah. not so you could have one of each item. So like a weapon, a clothing, a whatever. Mm-hmm. So you can have one of each of those. But I've never gotten more than like two yeah. because you're spending so much time getting money that you can only afford a certain mm-hmm. a few things, which is awesome because it makes you make that choice. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what do you really want? And anything worth getting is expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, absolutely. You're looking at least nine coins, which in this game nine is coins a ton. is a it's lot a of money. Of I mean, you're not even guaranteed to get money when you kill monsters no yeah so it's yeah like, sometimes you're just getting a trophy which helps mm-hmm. you upgrade your character some but you you yeah. need those tokens yeah, like, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of elegant choices that are made in this game mm-hmm. it's it's a great game it's definitely one of my favorite sandbox games and the theme is your standard like fantasy theme there's yeah. nothing mm-hmm. it's set in tamaril it's fantasy flights world so like battle lore is set in that realm mm-hmm. it's like all this like oh, all their yeah. all their stuff is set yeah. in this realm just, that means it, nothing that's, to that's me, like but. champions of Terranoth is set yeah, in this yeah, yeah yeah i was gonna say that's the only thing i didn't really care for the game it's like kind of vanilla like it, the, it really the flavor is. is super it's, vanilla it's like mm-hmm. vanilla fantasy yeah the sentence yeah. in this yeah. world yeah, yeah, yeah. which that we was love the one sent. i was trying to figure out but mm-hmm. yeah but also that's also pretty vanilla fantasy yeah. game yeah super i mean which is fine, fine. i fine. love yeah, i love fine. fantasy oh yeah um so let's rank runebound out of 10 mm-hmm. but not using seven and rank it on Ooh, i don't have anything clever runes i know mm-hmm. i said clever bound runes <laughs> Now we're talking. <laughs> S&M runes. No, no, no. I hate it. 50 Shades uh, of Runes? Let's, fine, we'll just do runes. How many runes out of 10? Oh, I guess I'll go first. Um, How many runes out of 10, but not using 7? I would give this... 
a nine. Mm. I really, really like this game. I, every time we play it, it's very enjoyable, and I always have such a good time. And even on off turns, watching someone else take their turn, it doesn't bother me because the turns aren't super long. No, the three, longest three uh, actions, actions goes pretty quick because if you do any of the mission tokens, mm-hmm. then it's two actions to flip it and the, do it. And so. the longest time it would be is if they have some sort of combat. But even that, mm-hmm. like, I find it entertaining to watch oh, that combat. Absolutely. And sometimes I'm involved on that combat <laughs> yeah, quite yeah. often. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I will give it nine runes out of ten, but not using seven for Runebound 3rd Edition. Dave, how many runes out of ten, but not using seven? This is tough because this is one of those games that I am actually on the cusp of a 10. Uh, I really, really enjoy this game, and I love it both co-op and competitive, and it does so many elegant things right. One of my only, only complaints about the game, and there's the problem is there's nothing you do about this, is downtime, but it's not even that big. Yeah. It's, it's if not it was that like big four players, it'd be worse. But yeah, but I think that's the max player count anyway. I mean, you, you I could, could play with five. You play with six, I guess, if yeah, you really want it. But mm-hmm. I think the one of the only downsides, really, and this is only this comes into account more when you're playing competitive. I guess when you go to the do the different quests, you can really get hurt by some of the whatever flips up. Yeah, like there is a lot of randomness to this game. A mm-hmm. whole sure. lot of randomness in a whole lot of ways. The majority of the cards are are you're flipping them over. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. And there's so. We we should say there's three different kinds of quests. So there's combat S quest, focused mm-hmm. quest, because yeah. it's not all combat. But it's not all combat. So then there's also like story missions, or and which are like, not all stories. Yeah, Some and of them then are there's combat. like choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, any of these can have combat. Any of them can have not combat. So you mm-hmm. never really know what you're gonna get. I remember you were going for like the purple quest, and you end up having to fight like a shrub or something. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty like, crazy. Oh, okay, I wanted to not do that, but <laughs> I wanted to not fight. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's also a lot of randomness when it comes to checks. So there are also a lot of like test swirly whirlpool test yeah <laughs> I test your strength test your yeah. wisdom or whatever and these are all done by skill cards that you flip over and then just see if there's a an yeah. off gray star on it mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. It yep. is off gray. Yeah, it's off, off gray. gray. Yeah. Uh, so that once again, like a lot. I one point I was trying to test something, and normally you'd flip like two to four cards. I flipped nine cards yeah. and still didn't get a yeah. success. And that is insane. I had upgrades to let me flip way more cards than you should ever be yeah, able you to. Failed flip, the test, and I still <laughs> failed at yeah. nine cards. That'll happen. Yeah. Oh, you've, and it did. Yeah. Happen. Now you failed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of randomness, but the randomness honestly makes it makes it fun in a lot of ways. Like yeah. you. Should should never know everything that's coming that is boring in a game Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day yeah i gotta go nine i think that uh it's not perfect but it is really really good it's really good mark how many runes out of 10 but not using seven would Mm. you give room out third edition i think i'm a little bit cooler on this game than you guys are well you're off the show yeah well you're wrong it's just a matter of time (laughs) before one of my trash opinions got kicked off. are you gonna port royale this game like i did he's gonna go to three no 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 whoa i would would so some of the things some of my takeaways of the game is like there are super elegant ways that they've decided to do things. Like the combat system is pretty cool. I like putting tokens in a cup and shaking them mm-hmm. and seeing what happens. But like I said, the flavor is sort of vanilla. I feel like if there is like a little bit more there, it's really vanilla. It's really yeah, vanilla. it's really vanilla. I'm gonna go with like an eight. I mean, <laughs> okay, you're yeah. like apologizing <laughs> yeah. for a real good rating. Well, I mean, you, a really good. I, we game. had like a what a two nines. And I yeah. Was like, yeah, Dave and I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave and I have good opinions. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the thing. So it, for me, it would be more of a six if it hadn't done so Whoa. much stuff right. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. so yeah, if it wasn't a good game, work. it would be a worse game if it yeah. wasn't as good i would have well, ranked no, no, no. it lower but you know what i mean like i think the problem yeah i yeah. want to give this a lower score but the problem is the game's good it's just better than a six yeah that's my biggest problem <laughs> but yeah no but like the there's me too mark i mean me too 
so what, what I'm trying to say is that like my baseline for the game was like I'm realistically it's more of a six for me than an eight. Uh-huh. But there are, are parts of the game that I think are so well done that I'm willing to give it an eight. So you're giving it a six. I'm giving it an eight. Uh, two nines and a six. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah. Mark, do you have uh, information about this game? I do. Uh, you mentioned earlier it was published in 2015 by Fantasy Flight Games. But I did say that. Yeah. It was designed by Lucas Litzinger. Lucas. Lucas Litzinger, who um, designed Star Wars Destiny. Okay. Mm. Oh, and, is his um, first name George? George Lucas. George Lucas? L- 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 yeah. Leskin word? No, I, I, I get it, Dave. <laughs> Leskin word? Leskin well, well done. <laughs> That's the dice game. And then um, it also, uh, he also designed, shout out to our boy Andre and our other boy Squid, uh, Android Netrunner. Oh, oh man, they love, they that, love game. that game. They love Netrunner. On, I played that once with Andre. He destroyed me. Shocking. I did not understand what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They you didn't love... run his net well? No, yeah. he ran my net and right into the ground. <laughs> Your corporation did not survive his hacking. Yeah, I didn't yeah. get it. We didn't even, we were still using hard, uh, landlines. Oh, man. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, man, I bet. Uh, Netrunner. I, I miss Andre oh, That guy's good at uh, designing games. Yeah, he does a good job. And then the art was done by uh, Will Springer, who uh, designed the did the art for Battlestar Galactica. Okay. And the show? Nope. Uh, Go ahead. I feel like most of the art in that sh- that game is, is pictures. just pictures <laughs> of the show. Yeah. Pictures from the show. Listen, yeah. Somebody the somebody thing. had to lay it out. Yeah. Yes. Uh so he designed Battlestar Galactica and also uh Cosmic Encounter. He did Okay. The there's Cosmic a lot of art. There's a lot of Encounter. There's yeah. a lot of real neat art in that game. Yeah. I'm going to start doing that now where I let you guys run yourself, you know, run yourself ragged tr- talking trash oh, about somebody well, and I like that you I like that you think we care about that. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. George Lucas does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> so that's our three games, Port Royal, Tukey, and Runebound 3rd Edition. Yeah. Good, uh, good set of games. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's a good it set two, of games. Two, two of us think. Two good games. Yeah. Two they were of us two think good they games. were good games. I think they were all fine. Yeah. Uh, so let's go on. <laughs> let's go on to this week's topic. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a topic we talk about. Topic. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Talk, so dumb. Talk ick. Ick. It's so dumb, it, and I love it. Just to see. Oh, it's T A L K I C. T A L K I C. Talk ick. Talk ick. This week's talk ick. <laughs> oh man. Oh, Hashtag oh, talk oh, ick. Oh god, I love it. All right, this week's talk ick is about <laughs> is about roll and write games. So and, it's three words. Right. Yeah, roll, three words. R O L L roll like mm-hmm. dice mm-hmm. and including. <laughs> The article, and. <laughs> the article, and conjunction, right, I guess. like W R I T E. Oh, like mm-hmm. your right? Yes, <laughs> like your right hand. <laughs> <laughs> so roll and write. So we also should say that roll and write games may not always include rolling. Yeah, there's a couple of. Uh, well, yeah, let's define it. What let's makes a roll in. and write game? Because I've I've thought about this. I've thought about yeah, this. Yeah. So in a roll and write mm-hmm. game. You are a group is normally sharing mm-hmm. dice or cards mm-hmm. or something that gives you something to write down. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. So, <laughs> so as a whole, you are going to roll some dice and share them and then write them. Mm-hmm. Or in the case of something like uh, Welcome To, it could be a deck of cards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also in the case of Road, whatever, Road Rash. What's that game called? No. Ro- road Rage? Nope. No. Mm-hmm. Tour? On, a- tour. <laughs> okay. on Tour. On Tour. On Tour. Super close. Yeah, On Tour. <laughs> 
on tour, so on tour, you on tour it has a combination of cards and dice. Yeah, you yeah. do a little Together. flipping, you do a little rolling. Yep, and then. Um, but I think the important thing is, it is some form of randomness mm-hmm. that is generally shared. And then everybody has a generic thing they are trying to build that is equal. So everybody has starts with the same thing, mm-hmm. and then it's up to them how they use these anomalous uh, cards or, or dice or whatever randomness mm-hmm. and how to put that into use. And yeah. usually it's either some uh, paper or a dry erase board maybe mm-hmm. that you have that you are writing down and each of you individually is going to have whatever that is. That yeah. thing is to write down. So I was thinking about this uh, roll and writes today and I was like, man, what is a roll and write that I bet you everyone has played and I came up with it, Yahtzee. That is, yeah, Yahtzee sure. is a roll and write. That, is one, my, that is one of yeah. my fun roll and write facts Dave. oh is it it is uh that is the second oldest roll and write game oh, oh the second, second oldest. oldest i wonder second oldest when did yahtzee come out wait Nin- don't tell me we okay. have to guess wait, wait don't tell me yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wait, wait wait don't tell me uh okay so <laughs> gentlemen all right are you ready i have no, wait are we guessing yeah we yes guess. you'll be guessing so okay. i have i have three games that Ooh. are considered precursors to roll and rights okay okay uh you've gotten the third one yahtzee, yahtzee. yeah what oh, year was older? yahtzee published 1949. 1949. I'm gonna go. I want to say slightly newer than that, but not a not a whole lot newer. Like 1954. 1956. Oh, two years off. But yeah, we both had the same. What did I even say? You You said said 1949. Oh my gosh, we were both really close. Yeah, we were both pretty close. Holy holy smokes, look at us, professional game (laughs) podcasters. (laughs) So a fun fact that I learned about Yahtzee today: in Mm -hmm. 1952, there was another game called Guffy. <laughs> that was released. What? Guffy and Yahtzee are both apparently takeoffs of the game Yacht, which I've never heard of. Nope. Never seen played. But they're both like from the same yeah. like tree of games. Uh Guffy was published first, but Yahtzee became more popular mm. because apparently uh the game idea was practically lifted from Guffy and Guffy couldn't afford to file a copyright tactics. Guffy is the second oldest roll and write game. Would you guys like to guess what the uh, oldest roll and write game is? Oldest roll and write game. I, mm-hmm. I mean, is this going to be like sixteen? Is it going to be a game we've heard of? It's yeah. a game you've all heard of. Oh, really? really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oldest. I Farkle. I'd consider a roll and write. You have to think a little bit outside the box here. Oh, oh outside boy. the box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. I like to live my life directly inside. Yeah. Box. Give you, me a box is what I say. Do you want the year? <laughs> I'll give you the year. Oh, that's not going to help me. Sure. But go ahead. Nineteen twenty-nine. This uh, is a very social game. A Pictionary? Mm-mm. I mean, you write. There's no rolling in it. You would get together with a large group of people to play this game. Bingo. 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 Yep. Okay. But I have an issue with that. I don't consider that a roll and write. I don't consider it a game. Well, it is a game. It's an activity. No, it's an activity. It is a game. game. It is a game game because there's a winner. And it is technically a roll and write because you receive a random number and then you put it on a board. But you have a different, everybody has different boards. Yeah. uh, I don't even have a problem with that. That's, I'm fine with that. My problem with Bingo is that I, as a player, have no input in the game like yep. i yeah. am given my board yeah, and then I, I dab whatever you say and that is it i have no it is, it is, input in this game it is a precursor to the roll and write it okay is like, it i'll is, give you precursor. it is not it is not technically a roll and write it's like the certain branch that roll and rights have delineated from yeah, bingo. i can see that bingo yes yeah, so there you go um those are your three oldest roll and rights so r.i.p guffy we hardly wow. knew you guffy <laughs> Can yeah. we order Guffy somewhere? Yeah, I kind of want to just give him money. You can find pictures of it on BGG. I want to buy Guffy. Yeah. I don't know if that exists. I would think that Yahtzee if I is so to litigious to now. the eBay's, some old-timers not going to have a copy of Guffy. <laughs> I mean, they, 
might. It, it looks wild. Like it looks like really? an old game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw a couple photos hmm. of it today while I was doing this research. So some of the things I really like about Roland Writes mm-hmm. are the pushing you to make decisions based on the same information, but yet all making different decisions based on the information. So mm-hmm. Yahtzee, as a precursor, is a good example of you each individually roll. From Yahtzee, I guess, we moved on to games that started having the idea that we now share the dice, where Mm -hmm. one of us rolls them, it doesn't matter who rolls them, and then we all have to make decisions based on those dice. Yep. And then we moved on from dice to also cards, or to also dice and cards, and you know, I love the concept of it, and I feel like outside of Yahtzee, I don't know a lot of older roll and writes. Is it a newer genre? It is Fairly pretty recent. new. Yeah. My, um, this, the other example that I have is from back in 1972. Whoa. A game called Decathlon. Never heard of it. It's a, again, a roll and write. Basically, it's like 10 mini games with dice that ah. you're trying to achieve the highest score in each mini game so that you would win the quote unquote Decathlon. Oh, that's kind of fun. It was redesigned and re released in 2003 by uh, Rainier Knizia, okay. who we talked about last episode, who did Lord of the Rings for cooperative games, the mm-hmm. early 2000s. And he also did Age of War, which we're still going to talk about. Yeah, we're going to talk about that game. Mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah. We'll talk about it. I'll give it a nine. <laughs> yeah, so that we was like... A significantly lower score. <laughs> yeah, it is a fairly like new hotness on the board game yeah, scene. Yeah, and it, I mean, now it's getting a lot of games, roll mm-hmm. and write games are getting pushed out there, but I don't mind that. No, I like roll... I like I, we've roll talked about this yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, we like roll and write games. We're, we're we like positive. co-op games, we like roll and write mm-hmm. games, we like yeah. sandbox games. And roll and writes are sort of a randomness puzzle in reality because... Sure. For sure. Most of them that we play... Here are a set of random variables, so you mm-hmm. don't know what's coming, but there's still a lot of personal choice that you make in what you do with things. There's a lot of mitigation you can do depending on what's rolled and or flipped, mm-hmm. and then it reaches a crescendo. And this is, I think, why I like Roland Rights, because uh, let's say we're playing um, Welcome To. And so you have this neighborhood and you're you're flipping cards and you're putting different numbers in these neighborhoods. And so you have to have one through twelve one through fifteen mm-hmm. that you can put on these houses. So you can sort of like try to, of course, make wise choices. Okay, obviously if I get a one, I'm gonna put it in the first house because you have to go in order. But then you reach a point at which you just have to make decisions. Uh, You have Mm -hmm. to make a sacrifice. You're not going to get 1 through 15. And the things don't go to 15. Yeah, because there'll be like, what, 8 to 10, 10 12 houses. houses. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so you reach a point at which you're like, well, I'm going to put my 13 two spots in. That means I have to get a 14 and a 15 at some point. Right. Here's hoping. And for some reason, I really like that twist where you Mm -hmm. reach a point of the crescendo of the game where you've now made your decisions and pigeonholed yourself to a point. And so it's like decision, decision, mitigation, mitigation. And then the very end of the game is now it either works or it breaks. Yeah. Yeah, I always always look at a game like Railroad Inc. So you have everybody has these same four dice, Mm -hmm. like everybody's getting the same exact roads and and railroad tracks. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the game, when everyone kind of turns their boards around, it's so amazing to see like how wildly different everyone is. And the scores too. the scores can be so far apart. And And we all had the same dice. You get the Mm -hmm. same dice. And it's just it's such an interesting turn of events. Yeah, that's like one of the key elements that I kept running into people talking about when they when they discuss rolling rights is like you always have that element of randomness. Mm -hmm. You always have that element of personalization that the player decides to go on. And then you always have like a really emphasized divergent victory path for Mm. people. Um, so like not everybody's gonna play like Welcome to the same way. Not everyone's gonna play on tour the same way. That's one of the beautiful things about rolling rights. I think that's the, the one of the coolest parts. So I'm going to take a slightly different tact that is another reason I really, really like them. 
they are fair. Mm -hmm. In so many games, like you'll go out and you'll try to do something, but then the card you flipped is terrible and, mm -hmm. and hurts you. And the card the next person flipped is wonderful and helps them. And in fact, this is, I guarantee this is something we're going to talk about when we talk about Star Trek Ascendancy, probably next episode. That is one of my beasts of that game. Mm -hmm. Whereas in Roll and Rights, most Roll and Rights, not all, because it's a, a varied genre, but yeah. most Roll and Rights, as soon as you reach a point in a game where everything is shared, your boards are identical and all of the dice or cards or whatever it is are shared in the center that game is flawlessly fair mm -hmm. to every player mm -hmm. at no point did you get a lucky break that i didn't get and if i lose terribly that's on me i yeah. made different choices and so i lost and so i it is just one of those genres that even if you play with the player if you have like an overly competitive player or uh, someone who gets really upset if something doesn't go their way in a random game this eliminates that mm -hmm. and that's not really our group in general but no. like this eliminates that entirely yeah. it yes. is a fair game if, if i had to knock the genre i was just about to ask for you something if, like how do you i mean oh yeah what I, sort of criticisms do I you have a criticism so mm -hmm. my main criticism is this is not interactive like mm. if we are playing four of us and there are some exceptions, but if the four of us are playing Railroad Inc., I don't need you guys there. Mm -hmm. I yeah. could be playing that by myself. These are solo puzzle games. Yeah. Yes. With, there's that certainly some exceptions like that's clever. That's very clever. Whatever. That's whatever. Oh, that's clever. That's yeah. Clever. That Gun, has the Gun thing where clever. you share dice. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's something. Mm -hmm. But it has a solo variant. But my biggest knock is like it's fun to play with everybody, but you also don't need those people there. There's mm -hmm. no interaction. I'm sure there's some out there. And if you guys think of one, definitely let us know. I have one. Of that you can interact with yes. other players. Mm -hmm. All right, let ah. me. What yeah. is it? Tell um, me everything. It's called Penny Paper Adventures. No, I hate it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've actually heard of this game. Yeah, there's actually a couple different like scenarios that this game takes place. Mm -hmm. It seems to be like an, like kind of like The Captain is Dead, where it's like a serialized mm -hmm. uh, okay. story going on. It has a feature where when players roll a danger symbol, what happens is everybody stops. They put their paper into the middle of the table. Those papers are then shuffled and randomly assigned to people. I love that. I love that. Right? And then what you do is you look at the person's oh, sheet that you have and you put, uh, <laughs> you put a penalty marker on the worst possible place that you could think to put it on that person's oh, paper. Then I that like piece that. of paper is handed back to the person. Like, okay. Yeah. That's so, a fun wrinkle. Yeah. Even, even like now that it's starting to become like a more established genre, like you still see a lot of space for like just experimentation with like, could you do a cooperative roll and write? Could you do like a, co a roll and write? with way more player interaction like how would that work i mean that is one of the fun things i think about the board game genre as a whole right now mm -hmm. actually is the amount of innovation like mm -hmm. how many times have we talked about and here's a way that they did a mechanic that battle that we've never seen oh we're throwing tokens well, instead of rolling dice like what that, a fun new thing and that's the thing like the more popular board games get it forces innovation like mm -hmm, if you mm -hmm. are staying static and releasing the same type of game, people are obviously going to lose interest because they have so many options to go see something that's better. That was mm -hmm. one of the new. problems we were actually having at PAX is we'd walk around and demo a game and then get to the point where we said, this game is a lot of fun, but I own three of these. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, this absolutely. is those three games with different art. Sure, it may merge two mechanics that one of those don't have, but at the end of the day, it's the same. I own this game Nothing makes art. me think mm -hmm. more of that than that like underwater game, of, yes. like the dungeon crawl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, this is a cool game. The minis, are, the minis are awesome. It seems like a lot of fun. I own Arcadia Quest. I own Descent. I own like all yeah. these games mm -hmm. that are do this very similar. Like I don't need another one. Yeah. And and I love that it exists. And yeah. it's such a neat game. And if I didn't own all of those, I'd yeah. absolutely buy this For game. Sure. Yeah. It's a good game. But 
but I, but own, I it. own it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the benefit of having, especially with like all the rolling rights coming out. So at first you have like your basic rolling rights and people are like, oh, we love these. Now they're mm-hmm. getting like crazier and crazier. Oh, Yahtzee. Yes. Yeah. Yahtzee. I love that game. <laughs> love Yahtzee. Bingo Yahtzee. Tell I like me it. more. I like it when I get to shout Yahtzee. Yeah. Or bingo. I like any I game I like new, to shout. I think that's a wrinkle we should add into any of these rolling just rights is just being stuff. able to shout something. We just have to shout everything at Railroad. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, railroad, guys. Straight railroad. Choo choo. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Let's do it. Uh, Yeah. So I thought that was like one of the most interesting things. It's like, you're right. There's like a ton of room for variability, Mm -hmm. a ton of room for innovation still. I think Roll and Write is such a new burgeoning genre at this point because Mm -hmm. we're seeing so many come out that most of them that we've played are a ton of fun. And there is so much more that can be done with it. I was trying to think if there was a Roll and Write that we played that we didn't like. I don't think we've run into one. I've liked them all at varying levels, but Mm -hmm. always on the I liked it category. Like yeah. I've never not had fun playing. Yeah, one. exactly. Every time mm-hmm. I played one, I've never been like, "Well, that's a dumb one." Yeah, but even like a weaker one, like silver and gold. Like that's yeah. the one mm-hmm. I could think of. That's like the weakest, the weakest one, and yeah. I still I had fun yeah, playing. I still yeah, really enjoy that I game. still yeah. play it. Yeah, I don't really like uh, on tour very yeah, much. It's my but, favorite one. But I—that's the wrong way to say that. It's not that I don't it's, like. Yeah, it. it's fun. It You'd is, rather play a different role. Yeah, right? it is one of my least favorite of a genre that I really, really like all of them. Yeah, but once again, if you pulled it out, or my wife Candy. Like if you two were like, oh, let's play on tour. Sure. Which we will. Mm-hmm. Which you will and <laughs> yeah. have. Yeah. I'd still sit down and play it. Oh, yeah. What Do am you want to give your right? top two rolling rights? Ooh, top two? I could be down for that. Okay. Can you think of two? Mm-hmm. Do you have two already? <laughs> yeah, because I have a list. It's in the show notes. Seems like cheating. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, Mark. Do, um, your, do your whole list then. Oh, well, okay. Is this an order of how much you like them? No, no, no. This is just a list of notable uh, no, I want a, right games. I want a list of how much you like them. Okay. Organize that list. Organize this list. Some of these games I've never played before. <laughs> I want to put Decathlon last. Okay, because you've never, never played, played it. it. Never played it. Or is it because you know if you tried a Decathlon in real life, you'd come last? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> that as well? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to finish a Decathlon. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm too short for a high jump <laughs> too <laughs> fat for the pole vault can i use going on. can i use some sort of machinery to help yeah. <laughs> can i get a hoyer lift over here this to be adjusted for me <laughs> on any of the races i claim the golf cart <laughs> hmm. my top so my top two favorite top two i'm gonna go this with this is a hard because this is yeah it's a genre <laughs> that i really like hard. this is a hard this is a hard guy yeah this is a hard one uh i'm gonna go welcome to number two okay and probably Railroad Inc. number one. Mm, I go Railroad Inc. number two. I really like Railroad Inc. And too. number one is actually, that's clever. I think that game is that game's good very too. clever. That I game think is if, good. I think if I played that game a little more, it would easily work its way up there. So I've now played that game, I want to say 11 or 12 times. And that game is just What are you even, tracking your games now? He's got a notebook. I've played it a number of times that is higher than the number you've played it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And, He's uh, got us since there. you've played it with me all those yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. That game is just real good and it gets better as you play more i There's, think uh i would do railroading two and mm-hmm. on tour number yeah, you, one you're such a stand for on tour i love on mm-hmm. tour man it's good you it's, like that yeah, something about it just mm-hmm. something about that specific puzzle <laughs> like gets me and it's really cool I have the like, app on my phone while doing all this research free. today I, I learned a lot about just other games like i mean i'd love to try penny paper uh, penny paper adventures yeah, yeah get it get it i'll play it yeah it's not on amazon yeah no, it's like super <laughs> is it a print and play or something it is no it's it's like a package game 
Does it come in a package? It comes in a package. It comes in a box. Uh, how do how do games come normally? Uh, and I was looking at the I was looking at the review scores on BGG. It's like a six point nine, but you know, take that for what it's worth. I mean, those scores mean nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've, I've played games with worse scores than that that I adore, yeah, and scores, vice versa. Mm-hmm. Those scores mean nothing. And then there's another really interesting one called uh, Twenty Express. Okay. And is it a train game? Because I already have one. No. This is it a pony game? I wish. Is it a pony game? It is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's, I don't know what the flavor is, but I do know it involves taking tiles out of a bag. Ooh, oh, my so, God. But, yeah. So the whole game, are you Tony then? Like the Tony Express. Like he's serving pizzas, but he takes the tile out of the bag and then that's the pizza he has to make. Is that an Italian <laughs> thing? So, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. a Tony. He's trying. Okay. He's Getting trying. the tile out of the bag. Yeah, the problem with your accent <laughs> It's good, but the people can't see your hand. Yeah. Oh, that's man. true. <laughs> You're over there wagging that hand. He's doing, yeah, he's doing the Italian like three fingered hand wag. I and feel like spaghetti. that's the only way you can do an Italian accent for like, sure. It's not uh-huh. Possible. Well, to do I am one. half Italian, and let me tell you, that's because that's what they do. <laughs> I believe he meant we. Yeah. yeah that, oh yeah. <laughs> no, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So that was really cool. I thought just uh, like having yeah, like, little so domino many. tiles of things that you just draw out of a bag, and that being your like randomizing. I have a roll and write we haven't even played yet. What are we doing? I don't know. I can't remember the name of it. Let's stop the podcast right now and just go play it. Drive to my house and play it. (laughs) Well, Amber's out of town, so I'm unsupervised. (laughs) Let's run amok. Yeah, I took Friday (laughs) off because I'm so unsupervised. Like, she's not here Friday. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I'm not going to work. (laughs) (laughs) She won't even know. I don't don't need that. Well, yeah, it's funny because I was looking for an excuse not to go to work on Friday. And then we bought a dishwasher and they called and I was like, hey, can we deliver it Friday? I was like, you sure can. <laughs> I'll be there all day. Yeah, I'll be there all day. <laughs> Take <waiting>. time. <laughs> yeah, so. so mm-hmm. Good for you. Maybe I'll learn that rolling right. That's uh, on Friday. Yeah, I, I need all the rolling rights. Yeah, oh, I need them all. Yeah. <laughs> Feed the rolls right into my veins. <laughs> yeah, uh. this is definitely a genre that we absolutely adore. I, yeah. It's got so many positives going for it. Mark, mm-hmm. what is, I feel like you have only positives. Do you have any downsides rolling rights? Well, I would say that like lack of player interactivity is like a big one for me. But again, mm-hmm. like you leave that space in there, someone's going to come up with something that's a good idea. Oh, yeah. And well, there's probably something out there already that mm-hmm. which, there's just so many. Yeah. Well, and some of the fun to me of playing a role and write, even though we don't necessarily interact at all, is looking at everyone's board at the end mm-hmm. and seeing the different choices, <laughs> seeing where we diverged and why yours worked so much better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> I've played on tour by myself. Mm-hmm. I know a lot it's of fine. people I like it. I know, so fun. So I know a lot of people also kind of complain about like how you can't can't really mitigate luck in roll and write sometimes. Uh, yeah, but, but it's but it's but fair. everybody has. Yeah, the same. yeah. and that was I was thinking the same thing. Like so, like I, everybody gets got a, a bad roll. If you get what? a bad everybody roll, everyone did. gets a bad roll. And, yeah, like on, and a roll is not quote unquote bad because somebody might have that roll might be good for them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because of how they mm-hmm. set up their board. But if you look at luck mitigation compared to a game like Port Royale, where it's just oh <laughs> I did terrible. Port Royale. Or <laughs> no, Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. But like on that game, it's just oh I. I lose my turn like yeah. I lose something and whereas in, in rolling rights it's like well we all got this the other yeah. thing too and I can't I don't think this can be stated enough uh, rolling rights are a really great entry game yeah uh, because sure. a they're in a lot of cases they're infinitely scalable mm-hmm. like you can bring over a group of people and just play a ton of like welcome to oh yeah we could play welcome to with 12 people and it would mm-hmm. take about the same amount it's gonna of take time. the same time the yeah. only thing that it, maybe I'll have to help you a score at the end if you yeah. don't know but other than that yeah B like rolling rights are on the whole fairly cheap yeah like mm-hmm. you can you could start a really decent game library with just a few like yeah, you can rights. get railroad ink for like 20 bucks it's absurd yeah and yeah. that game is great yeah it's total the components mm. Mm, delicious. <laughs> it's 
good. That's kind of weird. That's a good point. That's a good. It's my turn to do the Italian. That's a good. So spaghetti on my component. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gravy for my component. So that's probably gonna do it. Yeah, I can't keep going on. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's episode number twenty-four in the books. In the books. Dave, we did it. We yeah, did it. We've guys. done another episode, gents. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you guys are so inclined, that'd be great if you would just subscribe to our podcast mm-hmm. and then go out and rate us. Mm-hmm. Five stars. Tell us something great about us. Yeah. <laughs> what I, honestly, I only want to be treated like you would treat any other great podcast. Yes. And I don't think that's too much to ask. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say we are in the top 100% of podcasts. Yeah, yeah for I, sure. I'm with Dave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. say maybe the only podcast slightly above us is the Joe Rogan experience, and yeah. not just because of the listenership. Yeah, yeah but, exactly. but barely. And, and $30 million. <laughs> but other than that. That's right. It's all the DMT we don't do. <laughs> Let me tell you that uh, if any different podcast company offered us $30 million to only have our podcast on their network, yes, is the immediate answer. Oh, it would not have to be $30 million. <laughs> no, it could be significantly yeah. less. Yeah. Question. Okay. If, this is a hypothetical? A hypothetical question. Good. If we had to challenge another podcast crew of hosts to a fight. Oh, it's not Joe Rogan. That's no, it sure. is yeah. not. No, I don't, I don't want to pick a fight with Joe Rogan. No, that guy wins one on three. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, who, who, are we, uh, who are we trying to take down? I, I, I think if I had to it, fight another podcast. All right. I would like any another the, board any, game podcast because I feel like Tom Vassell's just so tall as yeah, reach. He's, he's would, got reach on us. He, he would, would do take that me what you, out before I got close. He would do what you do to like little children. Yeah, just we, put your hand on the head and we'll be just swinging too far. I think the answer is any of the NPR podcasts. You know what? That's fair. Yeah. I'm coming for you, Ira Glass. <laughs> no, but he's so soft-spoken. I don't care. Does, I feel like you'd be beating Does Larry Glass. King have a podcast? <laughs> you know what? Larry King. Well, I hate eggs. It would turn out he's so scrappy and still takes you down. That's right. It <laughs> destroys me with his shoulder blades. <laughs> I take the Super Omega 3. <laughs> uh, take this. Take this, you board game punk. <laughs> You'll have some of my krill oil and you'll like it. <laughs> Chokes me with his suspenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So you can't use garrots. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so I I would attack the Larry King podcast. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. If that's a thing. Yeah, if that's a thing. Go If you hear us talking about a game, there is a pretty solid chance that those pictures are up on our Instagram and Facebook page. So if our Instagram, just go to um, a random a random draw, a board game podcast with some underscores in between each word. Go yeah. to Facebook. Hit that magnifying glass. Use your peepers. Use those fingies. To type in at random drop pod, I'm uncomfortable with all of this, and good, you'll good. you'll find me there lurking. <laughs> yeah, once again, but what is the website there? What are they typing in? Oh, just at random drop pod. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> that's the information I no, wanted no, no. to get out there. Mark is just lurking on all of Facebook. all of it, all He's of just it. every single. They just go to Facebook. They hit the magnifying glass, and their screen goes dim, and it's just a picture of Mark's <laughs> face on the other side. <laughs> Hello, I've been waiting for you. Is Welcome. it me you're looking for? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, children. <laughs> yeah, we we're having a lot of fun over there. I had uh, some new people follow this week. We had some nice conversations. Yeah, Mark does a great job of interacting with the public on our uh, Facebook page, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. awesome. So I do yeah. a great job of sitting behind a computer, not talking to anyone. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, it's just, just where we. It's want a perfect. <laughs> it's a perfect place for me to put my energies because I have a neurotic need to be liked. Mm, mm, is so, that it? Yeah, yeah. So I try to mumble. Oh, I love that. guys. I'm very friendly. Please, <laughs> guys, talk to me, please. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, don't scroll past. No, please, please. <laughs> Five stars, please. Uh, if you have any questions and or comments and or want to um, have Mark inside your computer, uh, <laughs> just send us an email at randomdrawpodcast at gmail.com. Incel enter on? Oh no, God. absolutely no, not. No. Yeah, that's our whole show. We did it. Intel, is not there, incel. You oh said I incel, definitely said which incel. is a whole yeah. different That's a whole thing. other thing. That's why no. we were coiled so I know. Hard. I was like, what did I say there? And it's like, no, I meant to say intel. Did you Bro. see why Dave and I were so off putting yeah. by that? And I was like, oh, yeah. No, no, no you don't You're want like, those incels. No, absolutely not. Yeah, they're like scrubs. You don't want incels. Yeah. You want to stick to the rivers and lakes you're used to. Yeah. Oh, God. End this thing already. I'm trying. I'm so hard. trying so hard. And now for something completely different. Dan, you want to see something gross? Um, the answer to that is no. Yeah, probably not. Look at this guy. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's gross, right? Do you know what gave him that? Not even food. It was tofu. It's tofu. What do you mean? I was like cooking. <laughs> I don't understand. So you I had, ate it. And I had happened. No, no. I had this big wok, right? And I put some oil in the wok. And then when I went to place the tofu in, it wasn't completely dry, and it just exploded all over my arm. And I had this huge, like, what do you say, like a dime-sized blister. Yeah. On of all places, my <laughs> my wrist. Sometimes I forget it's there, and I'll just put my whole arm down, and I'll feel it on the blister. And you don't pop that, right? No, you want to keep the, all the delicious plasma inside. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with the term delicious <laughs> you don't. in the context of your very large blister. <laughs> you want to keep pretty no. uncomfortable with the whole situation. I, you want to keep all that delicious serum encased within your blister. And then How long way, ago was this? Oh, this was last night. Oh, just one night ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah. a fortnight. Uh, just, just, just a single night. I nope. asked. I asked, nope. That's two weeks. <laughs> I asked that how long. Make any sense. I asked how long it was going to have this thing. That. It said five days. Who's just yeah. because you Google something doesn't make you a doctor? <laughs> yeah, but it does. <laughs> but it does make you an IT <laughs> professional. <laughs> That's true. Well, Would you like to hear about the time where I almost stole an old lady's walker? Very much so. Uh huh. I'd be I'd be interested in this story. Picture. Yeah, I want to know mostly like why you were walking around with a walker. Picture the time. Eighteen mm-hmm. forties. Set set paint, paint <laughs> picture. Paint. Yeah. Try to imagine this if you will. Okay. Foggy the, London night. The date was Monday. Okay. <laughs> so uh, and yeah. I was at trivia. I was hosting mm-hmm. trivia. Mm-hmm. Got my eyes closed by the way. And yeah picture this and the table that sits directly in front of me at trivia lives in my development then you're looking extra swole today uh yeah i was in on my, steroids my just that day was it was it from carrying that heavy walker <laughs> yeah i didn't have to carry it had wheels on it so uh the game was over and that place empties out as soon as the game ends yeah it does and the yellow fins i mean the stoners team that's their team name they live in my development so when they left the team next to them go oh they left their walker here and it's just sitting there i don't remember any of them having a walker but who knows mm-hmm. what they're doing with their daily lives. Maybe they have injured themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Wheeling around. So this is a pretty fancy walker. It has brakes and a seat. So oh. you could turn it and sit. Well, could... now I want it. So yeah. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> so I look in the parking lot and they're all gone by this mm-hmm. point. I go, okay, well, I live in their development. I'll just take the walker and I will. <laughs> and then resell it. To them. No, I'll just take the walker <laughs> and then I'll deliver it to them uh-huh. like a nice neighborhood boy would do. Yeah, you're such a boy scout. <laughs> yeah. So I take the walker and I start wheeling it towards the door. And then this old couple at the bar are like, wait, wait, (laughs) that's our walker. (laughs) And I'm like, -uh." (laughs) nah. And it turns out like this 90 year old lady needs a walker. And that was the one I was about to steal. Oh, man. And she goes, what are you going to do? Resell it? (laughs) I thought, I I don't know what she expected my response to be. But I said, is there a market for that? (laughs) 
<laughs> right? It's I wasn't like, gonna, yes. but now I was like, I yeah, might. but maybe. What do you? I know you can't catch me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have your walker. So her husband said, "What? What would you have done when you found out it wasn't any of your neighbors?" I said, "I would have brought it back next Monday, <laughs> <laughs> despite living around the corner from the place." Yeah, I'm not going back there. No, no, please, come on. I got Call of Duty to play. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is uh, one of the advantages of growing old is the odd accoutrement that you sort of upgrade your life with to a point. Okay. I mean, like I, right now, if I want a seat, I have to find some nasty public seat that who knows whose butt is touched right. instead of wheeling know. around my own seat. Mm-hmm. And yep. I don't got brakes on these feet, but I could have brakes on a walker. Like but it just seems like they're is, upgrading a bit. The problem is you know where your butt's been and what you've been doing. And it's all, <laughs> oh, I know where my butt's been. Yeah. Oh, I, I track it daily. As an old timer, I imagine you're having certain issues also that the trade-off just doesn't quite seem right there, is it dave carrying the walker and see you're I not think... carrying the walker no one's carrying walkers dave they have wheels on them mm-hmm. i think this is my issue i want the accoutrement but with my modern health you could <laughs> like, you could just get a walker something. dave yeah you can get a walker like, we can could... i get it on a resale market What's the value? Dave, well we i know where to get rascal, one my friend they're there every monday yeah. <laughs> so all, all could... it takes is hey, one next monday sale. you can just steal it yourself sweet i was on crutches for six months when I tore the ligaments of my ankle and that was like 20 years ago but now they have those little scooters oh, like, yeah. I would have had those little scooters but no I was on crutches for six months just destroying underneath my arms oh. I would have thought that like that'd be the worst thing to have in the marines because people would just be trying to put sticks in the spokes of your wheels you know because it's just they're not monsters Mark these people aren't just <laughs> torturing each other 24-7 you mean not everybody's like you guys yeah oh, no so I mean no, I... they are to a point sure <laughs> well as soon as you're around they become like that yeah, yeah. yeah it's just my face i yeah, guess i have no choice mark <laughs> you open your mouth and <laughs> if i'm ever in a scooter i'm just going to be assuming you guys are going to try to put sticks in my spokes oh for sure yeah <laughs> i in fact i'm gonna offer to take you places to help out and then only take you places with stairs <laughs> <laughs> that's fine <laughs> I'll, I'll get your scooter and I'll take it out and I'll lean it on the driver's side so you have to like get out and hop around. There I got you this, go. I got this for you, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are the best. I love having friends. It's really rewarding in a lot of ways. But I don't understand how that wasn't around 20 years ago. Like a little yeah. scooter to put your stupid leg on. Like a Razor scooter, but taller. So you well, put yeah, your so knee, you put on, your knee on it. On it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I was on crutches hobbling myself all over the God's green earth. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was terrible being on like a military base on crutches. And no one cares. That's the mo- That's the worst part. No one cares. Yeah, like, to them it's like, just like it's uh, like. So if you're in the real world, right, and you go to a restaurant or whatever, people are gonna like hold the door for you. Mm-hmm. Well, that is not always the case on a military <laughs> base. <laughs> so people are just like, "Oh, you're hurt, huh? Well, see you later." And then like, "Fuck up, soldier." Yeah, I'm like, oh, we're not right. gonna stick sp- sticks in your spokes, yeah. but also, like, yeah, but I'm not gonna enable it. you, you baby. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, your ligaments won't reattach each other. Like, mm. No, nobody's will. <laughs> yeah, that's not how ligaments work. It's but like, yeah, it's not just me. Very yeah. low blood supply. It's... Your ligaments need bootstraps. Yeah, maybe you should drink some more milk. Like what? That doesn't <laughs> have anything to do with it. <laughs> ligaments are made out of calcium. Yeah, I love I, it. I don't know. That's good. That's, I like that. And that's the military. <laughs> oh, what was the guy who did? Oh, that like overnight show only truckers listen Art to. Bell? Yeah, Art wow. Bell. Midnight Coast to Coast. Yep, Midnight What's Coast happening? to Coast. Why so it's the show because I listen to that show because oh, i'm a midnight trigger because a sir i like aliens okay so he, the entire show he does people call in or he has guests on and it's all about just a conspiracy theories or mm-hmm. aliens mm-hmm. or just cults or like weird stuff but he had this way about him that you never knew whether he believed a word that his guest was saying <laughs> yeah but he never insulted anyone or he told just, them they were no, wrong listen, or, always with an open mind always
always with an open yeah, mind. That's like, a good and way the other to be. Guy, yeah, the other not guy, me. I'm not like that at all. Yeah, no. Well, Art Bell died. Your opinion should be my opinion. <laughs> so Art Bell died, and oh, no. the, the other guy that took over from a guy named George Norrie is the same way. Like you can get on that show and talk about literally anything. And he's just like, mm-hmm. tell me more. Tell me more. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was real great. Yes, mm-hmm. and the thing uh, I liked about Midnight Coast to Coast is they had separate phone lines depending on which time zone you were in. Yeah. So you would be like, oh, I'm calling on the Rocky Mountain hotline, and he'd like he'd exactly he'd know exactly what time of night it would be rocky mountain mm-hmm. hotline you've never listened to the show <laughs> why would i show. oh man it's so good <clears throat> so uh whenever i cover the morning show at the radio station i usually catch the last like 20 minutes mm-hmm. to half an hour of it on my drive to the station in the morning because it's so early it's like the one thing that i look forward to when i'm up at 4 15 in the morning <laughs> <laughs> no, i get to listen this, to a little bit of coast to coast no, so this is the first time hearing when that. i would stay late at bb to do floor stock yeah like i would put on midnight the uh, midnight coast to coast on a radio that mm-hmm. they would have up in Pacquiao and it was like you could catch a solid hour of that show while you were oh, working oh man and it's such a weird like so I was listening to this one episode and a guy calls in and he starts talking about this phenomenon of frogs raining from the sky Okay, and he wove this tale of mm-hmm. driving his truck through somewhere and suddenly frogs were raining on his car mm-hmm. and I was enraptured like the, he told the story really well mm-hmm. and the whole time the host is just oh, really like yeah. did, did it have a smell like he just He's into it. He's into it. Good it for doesn't him, matter man. what's going on. He's just It'd into be it. hard for me to be mm-hmm. like, dude, you are a kook. Dude, there was I think the most um dude you're a kook episode I heard was about a guy talking about how a lot of people are actually praying mantis people <laughs> that that wear skins. And it was yes. like it was like lizard people but praying mantises and oh, uh very man. specific. Once That's again, so good. like the host is just, just down with it. Uh, what so have you managed to find any? And like yeah. he's just Dude, it's it's all it. about yes <laughs> and Despite knowing the answer to be no, (laughs) he asked anyway. It's so funny, too, because like he would did like whole episodes on like haunted dolls. I remember back in like 2012, there was the the whole Mayan thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like he got so much content just from people like, well, Planet X is going to crash into the earth at the end of 2012. (laughs) It's going to end life as we know it. Or it's going to be like a brand new golden age for alien thought. And I was like, that's a lot. Or a third option, nothing will happen. Sir, that is a wide range of outcomes right there yeah. those are the only two things that will happen <laughs> like that's it yeah, yeah we're gonna spring it on you it's more interesting that way yeah it's like a child you didn't know you had that would be a surprise <laughs> by the way daddy <laughs> yeah that, i would be surprised by that yeah. by the way i'm your son <laughs> well that would also be very surprising <laughs> you were five years old yeah, yeah i don't listen i've been lying about my age i'm actually 17 <laughs> Such a full beard. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. So well. we've been hanging out since you were like, <laughs> yeah, we were nine. Yes, yeah, you were like nine. So I was like nine. Cool. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, that. Uh, it's like that movie Orphan. Do you guys ever? No, no like, of course obviously. not. Never mind. Is it foreign? Do you have to read it? No, it was a real. It was like I watched American a movie. foreign film this week. Ooh, which one? I did too. Ooh, boy, good question. I watched uh, Bahubali two. <laughs> Which is part two to that sounds Bahubali. Like yeah, <laughs> it's a Bollywood film. This, that I, I was going to say that enjoy. sounds very Bollywood. I yeah, watched a, a German film, film okay. and it Ooh. won the Academy Award for Best Foreign Film whenever this was made. And in this is when Germany was split, okay. east, and, east west and west still. West and, side? Yeah, and this guy, <laughs> west was the best side yeah. in this case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you I wanna... guess it depends on... Yeah, it depends on your point of view. <laughs> yeah. Depends on what you like. This guy in the Stasi okay. was listening... <laughs> I, I Now I kind of have to look up the name of this movie. Anastasia? I, no. Stasi was the secret police, right? Is it called yeah, Hoodwinked? Yeah. 
Hoodwink yeah. 2. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> now, how am I going to find this movie? <laughs> Just go to Oscars. Like, oh, look, okay. look for a best uh, list of best Oscar Oscars films. Best foreign film. Foreign film. And then it's probably any time after Life is Beautiful. It's pronounced Foregan. <laughs> Foregan. Foregan <laughs> film. Yeah. I like it when a movie contains man's laughter. <laughs> oh, 2020. Manslaughter? Man's laughter? Oh, okay. I get it. Now yeah. I get it. Yeah. I wasn't intelligent enough for that joke. That's all right. Oh, why does it only go to 2016? Because that's need... when the movies started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were no movies before that, Dan. Uh-huh. <laughs> was it one? in black and white? Was it in color? Yeah. <laughs> it was in color. It was in color. Okay, so I feel like it was... Yeah, I feel like it was like, was it Gans Jean Claire? Uh, Did it star Jean Claude Van Damme? Ooh, he's Belgian. Yeah, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. He, also not German. He's, Austrian. Uh, he's the muscles from Brussels. Yep. The, lives the lives Found of others. The lives of others. 2006 award winner. The lives of others. The lives of others. Let me tell you about this film. Okay, I'm ready. In a 2000- well, talk in the microphone when you do that. Oh, sorry. I can't read this thing. Here we go. The plot is about the monitoring of East Berlin residents by agents of the Stasi, East Germany's secret police. It stars Ulrich Muche <laughs> That's as, definitely how you pronounce that. As Stasi Captain Gerd Wiesler and Ulrich Tukar as his supervisor, Anton Grubitz. No, I really liked that's his, a Viking name. I really liked his work in Rammstein. <laughs> <laughs> name another German band. Nope. <laughs> yep, there it is. <laughs> it's the only one. I did it. It's the only one they have over there. <laughs> it's not true. So anyway, I think. they this guy high up in the Stasi gets this guy to listen in on this director and his actress girlfriend to try to get this actor killed or whatever mm-hmm. by being a um, not East German, like right. having different ideals. And because you. this guy high up in the Stasi wants to date this actress. Oh, Twist! The guy listening in feels bad for them and he helps them get away with it. Oh, man. Oh, man. But okay. the girl turns informant and gives the secret police information, but then she feels bad about it, steps in front of a truck. But, <laughs> but, but she didn't know that the guy already hid the information that she gave him, so they were going to be fine. Oh, wow. This is uh, quite topsy-turvy. Man, the movie's is... two and a half hours long, yeah, and I like had to long... read it. I was going to say subtitles? How, how, are you, yeah. how did you end up watching this movie? So I This seems like an Amber thing. Yeah. It's... it's not, though. So sometimes I make some off-putting jokes at trivia about the elderly. (laughs) I'll vouch for that. Uh, So this lady, super nice lady, sits next to me at Trivia. I made a joke about not ever watching uh, black and white movies because... Because I I like colors? Yeah, because I I only watch high-def movies. And so she gave me a list of all these movies I need to watch, and she checks up on me every week. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to actually watch these. But Uh she brought this movie in, and she said it's like her favorite movie. And you watched it? Well, clearly. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. So I watched the first half an hour, and then I realized there was still two hours left. (laughs) You're like, oh, no. So I fast-forwarded every 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) But it was enough to get the movie, enough to get the point. That was really super sweet of you. I hope she listens to this podcast. Why would she? (laughs) That would be the weirdest point. No, if she gives you homework, Dan. (laughs) Listen, now you have to subscribe to this. What's a podcast, you say? (laughs) (laughs) It's radio on your phone (laughs) that you have to sign up for. And then every other week. You quiz her. Yeah. <laughs> what well, games did we talk yeah, about? Yeah, what games? Did, what was your favorite? 
talk to me about cooperative games. What did you learn? Yeah. Tell me about the Canadian company. What was it called? <laughs> what was their hit? I was on the podcast and I don't remember their name. It was uh, Felix the Cat. Yep. That was not Felix. It was not Felix. It wasn't Felix. It was Max the Cat. Max the Cat. But what was the company called? Oh, it was like exactly. I listened to it. I listened to it today and I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It was. I remember the guy's name is like Dearborn. It was like Family Game Night or something. Family Games or something like that. All I remember is they had the trademark on a cooperative cooperative game. game. Yeah. 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 Game over, man. Game over.